We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, welcome to reopening day for the Angels. They take on the Yankees. You know what I'm doing there? Yeah, yeah. The last spring training's over. Spring training's over now. Reopening day for the Angels. You get to see Noah Syndergaard on the bump against the Yankees. Um, first off, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. The alma mater is going to Louisville and playing in the Louisville region. So congrats to them. South Northern New Mexico State. Congratulations. Yes, yes. So congrats to them. They they got a tough regional, you know, Louisville, uh, Michigan, and Oregon. So that'll be a fun one for them. Uh, Yeah, that'll be good for them. So cool. Even better than that, Westmont got knocked out of the NAI World Series. Yeah. So, I mean, just cherry up there. 0-2 oh, barbecue. Game. Didn't even oh, 2 barbecue. That's fine with me. Cool with me, too. Sorry, Mikey Stefani. Do appreciate it, though. Uh, but, yeah, you know, hey, have some fun with it. Have some fun with it. You never know about the College World Series. That's the fun part about it. 64 teams. It's not like it's not like basketball. It's not like football where, you know, the best team probably is going to win. You know, that's one seed against a 16 seed. You know, you could face a good pitcher any given day, and, you know, he can just shove it. Pity. The number one seat, the number one overall seat, has not won in a long time, and people are saying that this could be the the year the curse is broken because Tennessee has been that good. But I don't know. There, you you really never know. Like you get into game four or five on a weekend and you get beat, it, anything can happen. So uh, Tennessee, by the way, just go ahead and look at anybody on Tennessee that the angels, you know, could take them in the first round. So go ahead. And yeah, I was going to say for geez. those of you curious about the draft. Turn on the turn on a regional. There's going to be a guy on, you know, probably one of the four teams, probably multiple guys in, in a regional that could be first, second round pick. So, if you are interested in the draft, I would watch. I would watch a lot, mostly hitters, not too many pitchers early, at least in the college realms. But there are a lot of good hitters that are going to be available and. 
very high draft picks. So absolutely. And we'll get, we'll talk draft. We'll bring Taylor we'll. Blake Ward on, you know, you know how that works. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, but let's go ahead and preview this series here real quick, quick one, quick one. I know we got a lot of questions to go over a lot of complaining that still has left to be done. Um, let's see. We go send you go cinder guard. Is it, who is it? Who is it? Sindergaard Lorenzen? No. Sindergaard Detmers Otani. Wow, I'm off. That's correct. I, I don't know why I couldn't think about it. Yep. Uh, and then the Yankees throw out Montgomery, Cortez, and uh, Tyon. Tyon. Tyon yes. for that. Uh, what do we got here? Quick picks. Quick picks on this one. Yankees win two out of three. Thor throws a gem back in New York and gets the dub. That's the one they win. I'm going to stick with it. I set it on um, I set it on halfway around the halo today uh, with the U- boys from the UK. Uh, I think the Angels are going to sweep it. I think the Angels are going to go in there and have a kind of a chip on their shoulder again. I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like there's something a little different, especially going in New York. It's always a fun series. So I, I think they're going to go in there and take it to them. So I don't know. what What's our what's our rule on halfway in between? Because, you know, we've had we, that a couple times where we haven't – I don't know. I think uh, if they win – yeah, I think if the Angels win the series, you'll you'll win, and if the Yankees win the series, I'll win. Works for Is me, that yeah. good? Yeah, okay. that works for me. That works for me. I just I think the Angels are going to take it to them. I I really do. I know the Yankees are a good team, and the Angels have had a tough time beating good teams, but um, but I think again at the end of the day, just stay five hundred baseball until until July. Yankees 30. coming off that tough tough trip to Tampa Bay, I think they're going to come home hungry, and that that's the one thing that worries me is you know they they've got their ace, you know, Nestor Cortez, your guy. You know who's not an ace, but Garrett Cole isn't pitching. But all right, I go know on. he's not. So, but I, I do like the way the the rotation sets up for the Yankees. They they have it set up pretty well. Where you know the game they shouldn't, you know, probably is going to be the toughest for them to win. They have probably their worst of the three starters pitching. So it sets up good for them that way. The the biggest thing is can Shohei Otani pitch well in New York? I mean, we haven't really seen it yet. Um, if he, if he does throw well, then the Angels are going to win two out three. If if the Yankees grind out abs and hit home runs, which they they do, the Yankees do hit home runs, and Otani does give up some home runs, that is going to be an issue. So that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to to see Otani pitch again in New York. So, yep, I agree. So it comes down to Otani. So we'll see how that works out. Again, it's always fun to see the angels in new york you know there's that past history there and just a lot of fun so let's get on to some fan mail if that's okay with you first question comes from a friend of the show just kidding he's part of the show john jags crane come on john you gotta get you gotta you gotta text me get get you get back on here come on man he wants to know he his question i guess it's more of a comment here joe madden has a far superior roster than either Sosha or osmus had to work with during their final year of their 10 years. Do you think our record today would be comparable with either of the latter managers? I would say Sosha would have, Sosha would have the same record, maybe a little better. I, I, I'm not a big Brad Osmus believer. I think that uh, he is a bottom tier manager. So I, I think the, the angels probably would be in a worse situation with Brad Osmus, honestly. And, you know, that's just because I, I don't think he presses the right buttons ever. At least Joe Madden does press the right buttons. Sometimes it just happens to be he didn't press the right buttons four days in a row, five, six days in a row. And, you know, people are really magnifying the Joe Madden needs to go thing right now. So I, I think Soch and Madden are pretty, pretty comparable as managers, you know. 
Um, so I, I think that the records would be close. Maybe Soch has a couple more wins, but I think Joe and, and Soch do pretty much the same thing. I'm going to stick with my answers that I've always gone with about managers and say that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, however, 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 we've seen this in the past. I'm not a huge believer in the Joe Madden bullpen experience. Um, that's what we want to call it. But, I mean, again, you said it as well. These guys are getting paid a lot of money. They need to perform under certain situations. So there's a reason why there is not managerial war. There's a reason why there are not managerial stats. Right? I've always wanted that. There is a managerial yeah. stat. Wins and losses. Wins and losses. But, I mean. You've I, always I, wanted war. You've yeah, always I, wanted it. You've always wanted it. So, I I think I you're know. in the same. You're probably in the same boat as me. The, the records are probably pretty yeah. close because the talent is the same. Uh, the only thing is maybe Brad Osmus doesn't press the right buttons as much. But you know, you're a bigger Brad Osmus guy than I am, so maybe you think all three of them have similar records. I don't know. I, I think it comes down to bull. It's a, not the bullpen, but I think it comes down to the you know who can get the most out of their players. And Joe Madden does a fantastic job of getting the most out of his players. And so does Soja. You know, I, I don't. We I obviously we haven't seen Osmus enough. We have the track record in Detroit that we know. Like you know, he had a good team there. They just couldn't win one of the World best Series. teams of all time. Yeah, yeah, one of the best pitching staffs of all time. Couldn't too. win the playoff series. I get it. I get it. Yes. You know, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I I don't think managers have too much to play into it but then again they do have a lot to play in it so i, I don't know i don't know um i say so sh- i say i say like madden and so are tied and then you go to osmus i think the osmus is just a lesser manager not as much as you say but i do think that you know. so we're on the same page you just don't I think want to say with Osmus, they're like a 500 team so five win, five five wins less that's still Spare. not good but yeah no. that's still not good but all right, what do we got? What's next? Gotcha. Next question comes from Bucky Bucky Twenty One. Should the Angels bring back Joe Adele instead of putting in players that aren't outfielders and are far past their prime? I think we know our answer on this one, Nate. So, so I totally agree that the Angels need to be having outfielders play the outfield, but I don't think Joe Adele needs to be playing or needs to be in the big leagues if he's not playing. I, that's my biggest thing is. If you want him to continue to develop and get better, the only way Joe Adele is going to get better in the outfield is by playing the outfield every day. And if we are, we have heard a lot of angry fans talk about how bad Joe Adele has been in the outfield, which, you know, he deserves it the way he's played out there, sadly. Um, He's not going to get better out there sitting on the bench four days and playing two games a week. It's just not going to help him. So I think that maybe there is an outfielder in free agency or on the trade market who you can go get who will make it, make the Angels better than Juan Lagares. I, I do think that. Um, but I don't think Joe Adele is the answer because I, I just think, think it makes the Angels worse uh, in the future. You agree? Yes. No, I, I do. I think that Adele needs time in the outfield to become a better outfielder. Um, however, if we had it our way, and we know what our answer is if we had it our way, Taylor Ward would be playing second base or even third base right now, I think. Well, yeah, or, third base right now, it makes total sense to put him at third base. Yeah, 100%. I think that's, that's – for the time being, put him at third base. You, get, you put your best lineup in there. You put Joe Adele in. You have him play every day. Um, the, one, the one thing I will say, it put, putting Taylor Ward at third base, is it could mess with him a little bit. Like, oh, man, I have to go back to trying to figure out how to play another position. 
and it could hurt him offensively for a little bit. It might take him an extra couple days to figure it out. Not saying that's going to be a big deal for him, but it could be a minor thing for a couple weeks. Um, it would be nice to see Taylor Ward learn second base because that is a big hole. Yes. Um, it, it would be awesome. Honestly, it would make the angels, you know, it would allow the angels the best nine in their lineup to hit every single day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you could go and you can bring Joe Adele up if you put Ward at second base or hell, even platoon him with, uh, with Walshie there over at first base, have Ward hit lefties, play first base, a little bit of first base, play, let him play the outfit, let him play some second base. You know, I'm I'm all for that. I think that that's not a bad idea. You know, and put, let Tyler Wade do his thing, which is be that good fifth infielder, be that good fourth outfielder type of guy. You know, like I should be a fourth outfielder, but yeah. I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like, play every position, but not start. Like how we want David Fletcher to be, how we want Matt Duffy to be, how we want Andrew Velasquez has been damn good at shortstop. So like, there that that's kind of a different. I think I can put Andrew Velasquez kind of in a different case. Still would he like has a better hit. shortstop. Yes. So we, I mean, we've wanted somebody that can just pick it, you know, that's, that's, we, we have, and that's what we've that's gotten. And that's why the angels are over 500 right now. So, yeah. yeah. So uh long answer short, I'd love to see Joe Adele back up because I think that he provides more, you know, than what Juan Lagares does and what some other guys do, you know, if you put Ward to second base, which isn't going to happen, but Fantastic question. Thank you for that one. Next one comes from our good pal, uh, D. Achoa8831. Could Adele learn first base? Got a lot of Adele questions. Got some good Yeah, everyone wants Joe Adele back in the bigs. Absolutely, he could learn first base. I don't know if it makes the Angels better. Honestly, like, yes, Jared Walsh can't hit lefties. Like, we we have figured that out. That is not his strong suit. He probably should have a platoon partner for, you know, the foreseeable future for him and just mash righties come off the bench against a, a good right-handed reliever. But anytime we see a lefty, unless it's, you know, a soft toss lefty that he can, you know, hit. Roll to uh, Chapman. Yeah, probably shouldn't see a roll to Chapman ever. Maybe a Marco, maybe a Marco Gonzalez type of guy. Maybe. Yeah. And even that, I, I'm still a little skeptical. But I think Joe Adele could learn first base. Um, for those of you who think first base is easy to learn, it is incredibly difficult. Just watch Moneyball. All right, Ron um, Washington. Yeah, Ron Washington had to, had to bring it up. But but seriously, it's not something that you can just pick up. You can take notes from Justin Upton this spring training. He did not look comfortable at first base. He had supposedly been working on first base the whole offseason. I don't know how true that is, but that's just what we've been told. And, you know, when you saw him at spring training, he looked lost. So that is not going to be a quick fix for Joe Adele. It's not going to be like, oh, hey, we'll, we'll let you play first base for a week in AAA. And boom, you're in the bigs. You'll play right field. You'll play first base, and we'll just move you all around. So, um, yes, he can, but it's not something he's going to learn in the middle of the season while he's still trying to figure out how to hit big league pitching and play a defensive position. So I think for Joe Adele, honestly, the best thing for him is to just play whatever position. It's probably right field. Whatever position he's going to play in the big leagues and play that position as much as possible so it gives him a chance in the big leagues because if he's going to continue to switch center field left field right field and first base uh, just go all over the place it is going to make it really hard for him to get comfortable and that is the biggest thing for him is he's got to be comfortable in his environment yeah i agree you know like i'd love to like he's athletic enough to go do that stuff um i don't think that it i don't think that it could happen he's definitely athletic enough to go do it so 
we're going to get more Joe Adele questions. I can already tell. I haven't, read, I haven't read these questions, to be honest, either. I just let people answer them, and I'll scroll through them and, and, and answer them one by one. Um, the DHO also wants to know what we would do with the bullpen with these issues. If we were Perry Manassian, which I don't think Perry has too much of a – I don't know. What do you do get one more guy. Yeah, no, we'll go, go get one more guy. But yeah. so, 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 like, if I'm Perry right now, this is what I'm doing. Um, I'm putting Chase Silseth, in, Chase Silseth in the pen. I'm bringing up Kai Bush. I know you don't yeah, like that. You're done. You're I know. done. I know. You're done. I, I know. I know. And that, I, I want I would. Now the Angels let, are below just, 500 team and they're finishing outside the playoffs. That is fine. That does not mean that Chase Silseth, moving Chase Silseth as the pen into the pen does not do that. that it does because yeah. Kai Bush becomes what what uh, Reed Detmers was last pitcher. year, 5 no, 7. No. They're the same guy. No, it's a different pitcher. I'm letting, it's the I'm same guy. It's a different pitcher. It, it will be the same guy in the big leagues. Oh. It might be different in double A, but it will be the same guy in the big leagues. He does not need to be rushed. He's a second round pick for a reason. Let him let him develop. If the Angels want to win games, they need to move Oliver Ortega back in the pen, let him pitch later in the game, move Aaron Loop up and let him pitch in the fifth, sixth innings to get out of jams, whatever it is, and they cannot put Aaron Loop in the eighth, ninth inning anymore. That's fine. That's, uh, I agree I agree with that too. I think that Loop should be like that sixth inning. Archie Bradley yeah, Archie can Bradley. pitch in the seventh, eighth inning. Uh, Ortega can pitch in the seventh, eighth inning. Tapera probably should pitch in the seventh inning, honestly. Um, I would love to see Ortega in the eighth and Bradley in the eighth, trying to get the ball to Iglesias in the ninth. I think Tapera, Loop, sixth, seventh inning guys. Tapera is more of a seventh inning guy in my opinion, but that's where I'm at. I'd still like to see. I think I think in, at the end of the day, Chase Silseth in the pen is like – like the Angels actually have a nice like bullpen set up in the future – but obviously not right now. Like you, you're does this Velo even play up out of the pen? I think it stays the same, and you have a three which, guy. If, which is but, but if it, yeah, exactly. So you might as well let him start because moving him to the pen actually doesn't even help them. I don't. I don't disagree. I, I like I said. I, I think it's. You just want Ty Bush in the mix. I get I it, but he's I a do. second round pick from last year. Let him develop. Nah, he's a second rounder out of college. By the way, it's not like let him develop. School. So we'll we'll see. I think Bush. I think we see Bush. Uh, also, a I small think. school. That's my biggest thing. Second rounder from a small school. Marys? Not a yeah. They're not a big time program. They're not Power Five conference. They're not a perennial powerhouse. Let him develop. Let him learn how to pitch in the minor leagues. Yes, he's he's developed well in Double A. Fine. Let him move to Triple A and see how he deals with failure. I don't. Want When's any, the last time he's had part. to deal with? I don't want any part. Well, no. I. I When's I, the last time it, he's had to deal with failure? I in college he wasn't he he pitched one good year in college I'm gonna let you okay know. so so it that's my point so if we're gonna call him up to the bigs and he fails how is he going to deal with that we don't know so put him in AAA and find that out is that, is that the uh, who who was that Trevor Lawrence type of thing how's this how's Trevor Lawrence gonna deal with failure yeah he never lost he he literally never lost from never lost probably never lost in his, in his life when you think about it like i think i heard he had never lost a regular season game in his life he had only lost playoff games yeah that's that's damn impressive but uh back on the baseball yeah no uh it'll i'm i'm intrigued like the angels just have a lot of really interesting like luke murphy Ortega. Luke, luke murphy luke murphy coming out of vandy that's as that's as like big as it gets you could bring murphy you could hypothetically bring luke murphy up when you wanted to as well it's mid to upper 90s with a just freaking disgusting slider. I think that's going to play at the big league level. If you really wanted to bring him up right now, 19 no strikeouts reason. and 19 strikeouts, one walk in his last 18 innings. 
you you are paying the guys that have been struggling for the Angels in the bullpen have been the guys who get paid the most. Yeah. The guys who aren't getting paid that much have actually pitched really well. Jimmy Herga has pitched really well. I mean, he's yeah. pitched he's pitched a lot better than we thought. Jaime Burry has been excellent. Um, yeah. Oliver Ortega has been excellent. So they're not the problem. The problem is the guys we paid a lot of money for have not pitched well lately. So we have to find ways to get those guys to pitch well. And I think the easiest way to do that is to move the guys that we're not paying to pitch later in the game and the guys we are paying to pitch earlier in the game. Can we both agree that like this is just panic mode setting in right now and that oh, absolutely. these guys are going to be fine? Like let's just like let's just completely agree on that, but then like well, this this last like 10 minute, 5 minute conversation we've had is ideas of how to make the bullpen better. Cuz I think I'm not I'm not sold on Ryan Tapera being okay. I think this is who's what he is. Who's our, who's our who's who's our boy? He, he'll know he'll know exactly when I call him out. He he, he Ryan Tapera like, is Nate's who right, he is. Nate's right. Yeah, exactly. See this is why this is why we don't tell Nate that he's right ever. Nate is he no. He is Nate, who he is. I'm not. He's had not two bad. He's had two bad outings, Sapera. So don't yeah, even more know. than that. But okay, you can, you can give me four if you want to give me that stat of. He has four up. meltdown innings. Meltdown innings. Yeah, he's been. He was bad his first game, and he was bad. In, I, I would say technically he was bad in this last game. He's given up runs in four of his eighteen innings or something like that. So like he hasn't. Been, that would be his four meltdown innings. He hasn't been bad. But yeah, a meltdown inning is a home run for a reliever. So there's that. So let's get on to our next question here. It comes from Invasion of the Mikes. I'm still trying to figure out if uh, his name is actually Mike or not. Um, but uh, should the Angels be actively shopping for a top reliever? I mean, that's the question right there. Top reliever. Yeah, um, absolutely. You de- know, like- depends on what inning they pitch. If they're a closer, I vote no. Well, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of like top relievers like, that are like be- if this is a Craig Kimbrell situation from last year where Kimbrell was, you know, the top reliever available, and if the Angels brought him into the fold, it would not work. Craig Kimbrell needs to close games. Russell Iglesias needs to close games. Now, if there is a guy who has pitched in the eighth inning and had been successful, like a David Robertson or a Daniel Bard, who I had heard um, one of our listeners had, had shot him out, uh, Anthony, I believe. I'm blanking. Forgive me. But uh, if you get one of those type of guys, I'm fine with it. Um, if if you're going to go get a closer like like a Kenley Jansen, that's I'm out. Yeah, not he's not he's not available. But I get you. He he could be. The, the The Braves aren't playing well. But I'm just saying I'd be out on those guys. I'd be in more on maybe not necessarily the biggest name, but more of the guy who fits what the Angels are looking for, and that's a guy who can get out in the seventh or eighth inning. That's fair. That's fair. Tell your dog I said hi, by the way. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, we've been preaching that for a while. We got to stick with that. The right guy, not always the best guy. And uh, Perry and staff have done a fantastic job. In fact, listening listening to uh, Joey Pravinsky, um, he was in he was in Rocket City Angels player development. He preached that as well. So I mean, they, hey, we're on the right page with that. I, I don't think a lot of people have uh, have picked that up yet. But that's exactly what Joey said. Um, listen to him talk. On, and on the Rocket City uh, broadcast there. So good question. Right guy, not always the best guy. Like I said, don't, didn't need to go get Scherzer. Would have been cool, but didn't need to go get him. Instead, you go get Syndergaard and Lorenzen. And, hey, those guys have been the right guys this year so far. So let's get on to – let's say this is probably going to be our last question here just because I'm not qualifying that question from Justin. Good try, man. I know he doesn't even listen to the podcast. But um, next question here comes from John W. Does the lack of swing and misses – concern you starters besides Otani aren't constantly getting K's relying on grounders 
Um, I'll take, I'll answer this one first. I think that strikeouts are a good prediction of the future, but I also don't believe that that is necessarily the case. Um, the reason why I say that is because you look at Noah Syndergaard's last start and he wasn't, he wasn't sitting at his top velocity. He wasn't doing, he wasn't getting swings and misses. He wasn't striking people out, but he knew what his job was there. And we can agree on that, right? Like he, he started rolling and it was like, all right, like I don't need to strike people out today. I got Andrew Velasquez and Tyler Wade and, and Anthony Rendon. And I'm just going to let my sinker work and do their thing. And I think he, I think he went first strikes to 22 of 27 in that game. And I think, I think he just kind of knew what it was, you know, I don't think you need to strike everybody out. I know you and I weren't big strikeout pitchers. Occasionally we did, but you know, that's why that's I'm what, not in the big leagues. Yeah, that's why I don't I'm strike out enough guys. Yeah. Um, I am going to agree with you a little bit, but I'm going to disagree with you a little bit as well. I think for the young guys, I'm a little nervous with a guy like Thor, who has been, we know what Noah Syndergaard is. We've seen him uh, before Tommy John. And we've seen him after Tommy John. He is going to be fine. Shoei Otani is Shoei Otani. He's getting his swing and misses. Reed Detmers, I am a little nervous with the non-swings and misses out of him. He's not getting too many swings and misses. Michael Lorenzen, same thing. We haven't really seen him start, so I am a little curious to see what his second half looks like. I know Angel fans have been really, really high on Michael Lorenzen. When you dig through the numbers, he has been average, maybe a little below average if you really look at um, some numbers, but... I, Michael Lorenzo has been way, way, way over expectations. He has been outstanding, yeah, but we'll he see, has we're see regression out of him. Just he long. has been an average pitcher, and without the swings and misses, I am worried that the, his second half is going to be a lot more, you know, finding holes, things like that. That is the biggest worry with the no strikeouts. Is eventually things are going to get somewhere where it's evened out. So like. Reed Detmers has had his his outings where he's gone, you know, two or three hits, no hits, and he's gotten his two or three Ks. But that's going to balance out where he has his six or seven hits. And if runs are scoring in that, that that is an issue. So I am a little worried about it from some starters. Noah Syndergaard is the one guy that I'm not worried about because obviously his track record speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, and I just got to bring up Silseth, who didn't have a strikeout in his last game. Um, again, I think he just kind of understood the goal in a sense there. Um, didn't have Toronto's, his best stuff. Toronto's free swinging, too, and he did not have his best stuff. Didn't have his best stuff. It'll be interesting to see what he does against Philly. Um, I, can I, I, I'll, I'll counter your Michael Lorenzen thing with a, another money ball quote, because since you were on Washington, me, I'm going to Billy, Billy Bean. Yeah, adapt or die. So, um, you get what I'm saying there on that one. Yeah, right? You're gonna yeah adapt he, he's, so. he's got to adapt. Yep. So, uh, Nate, you got any final thoughts before I let everybody go? This is going to be a fun series. Uh, Yankees, always fun to see. Angels, Yankees, always fun to be at Yankee Stadium. Really, really looking forward to it. Aaron Judge is playing out of his mind. It'll be fun to see, arguably, the guys who have been the two top players in baseball this year, Mike Trout and Aaron, Aaron Judge. Yeah, Aaron Judge, right. <laughs> Get, get out of here. Now, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge have probably been one, two. If you were to put votes on MVPs, I think you're looking at Mike Trout and Aaron Judge being one, two right now. So this is going to be a fun marquee matchup. 
Absolutely. It's always fun going into New York. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. I forgot to mention it early in the podcast. I apologize. Blue wire, blue wire, blue wire, blue wire. If you're looking to start a podcast, blue wire. Um, you guys, if you could follow us wherever, actually on all of our social media, sorry, I'm about to I'm flipping this around. Follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34. You can always subscribe wherever you are listening. You can follow all of our podcasts, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for listening have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.